Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode 10 of the Weekly Sports Drop. Enjoy. This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode 10 of the Weekly Sports Drop. I'm your host, Jazz Santana. Got a couple of things to cover today, some pretty cool things on uh, some fantasy football stuff. Also, I want to go over what's going on with Lawrence Timmons with the Miami Dolphins situation. Uh, We'll also uh, talk a little bit about some news that I just found out today with uh, Derek Jeter and the Marlins. Of course, always in the news for something negative, but uh, I I feel like Derek Jeter's maybe lost a little bit of my respect. So, and and, and I love Derek Jeter. So, we'll see what's going on with that. We'll talk a little bit about about that and uh, also mention uh, some games that that I do like this week as well in the NFL. Right back, coming right back on the weekly sports drop. Hey, we're back. Just want to go over some uh, NFL games that I like for this week. Obviously, I do like my my home team. I like the Miami Dolphins this week against the uh, the stupid ass New York Jets. So I, th- I think they're gonna roll. A lot of, a lot of people think it's gonna be closer than 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 we all think. But uh, I th- I, th- I think they're gonna do a good job and, and kind of take care of business up there in the Meadowlands. So uh, aside from that one though, let's go with uh, New Orleans and Carolina. So. Obviously, New Orleans is not that good on defense, and right now they're still struggling a little bit trying to find that identity. Although Drew Brees is starting to get back into the swing of things a little bit, but uh, I still think like Carolina is going to win this game. Uh, I like their weapons, even with Greg Olson out. I think McCarthy, uh, McCarthy, McCaffrey is going to have a big game. I think Cam Newton's going to break out this game also, and I'll talk a little bit about that after in fantasy football talk. But uh, I think also a guy that everybody has to watch out for, aside from Kelvin Benjamin, I think he's going to put up some big numbers also, uh, Devin Funches. So Devin Funches is, is kind of like a tight end, a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Uh, I'm sorry, the other way around. He's a tight end in a wide receiver's body. So I, I can see him playing that tight end role a little bit with Ed Dixon. Uh, look for Ed Dixon to to kind of get in the uh, game plan as well with uh, with Greg Olson out. But I do like them. I do like them to, to beat New Orleans. Uh handedly i think new orleans is going to score a little bit also though so you know i would th- i would think it's going to be a high scoring game i'm going to go with carolina uh, you know just keep a close eye on cam newton kind of breaking out this week also another one that i think could be a shootout is oakland and washington i think this is going to be a fun game to watch i love what Derek carr is doing over there with oakland marshawn lynch is kind of picking up where, right where he left off uh, mari cooper <clears throat> excuse me michael crabtree They've got a lot of weapons over there as well. So uh, Washington may step it up a little bit with Kirk Cousins and Terrell Pryor, uh, you know, starting to get in the swing of things. I'm, I'm still not trusting any other running backs. If you're going to start any running back for Washington, definitely look at starting uh, Christian Thompson in your, in your fantasy leagues. I think he's he's the one with the most upside, especially catching the ball out of the backfield. So those are my top two picks, but I am going to go with Oakland over Washington in this game. It's going to be a high-scoring game as well. So those two games are going to be fun to watch because there's a lot of scoring. 
And obviously for us fantasy heads, we love to see that. We love to see scoring uh, because obviously it keeps us intrigued in these games. You know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, jumping into fantasy football. So uh, good segue is a lot of people are, are kind of upset at the fact that people are watching the NFL just for the simple fact that they've got players playing on those teams in their fantasy team. Now, you know what? I understand that they're not paying attention to the actual game, and if they see a tough, a tight, you know, defensive struggle, a lot of the guys are kind of like, oh, well, we don't want to watch that game. That game sucks because none of their guys are scoring unless they have a defense on that team. So, of course, they're going to root for the defense to, to, to play out, to play well. But a, a lot of people are, 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 are kind of shying away from, well, the NFL, is, you know, nobody cares about the NFL anymore because of – uh, you know, fantasy football, these pe- these guys are really not paying attention to the actual game, just the individual players. Look, the same way that people don't think that, a lot of people think that fantasy football has been really great for the NFL. And and I'm one of those. I, I mean, I yeah, I'm watching the game to to see these guys play and to see how, how they score and to see what my teammates, you know, what my guys on my team are, are doing. But at the same time, I am paying attention to the games. I think they're great games. Look, I missed a great game last night. Uh, between uh, the Rams and San Francisco, which was a shootout, which I had no idea it was it was going to be. I even said it in my little message, uh, my little video that I put out right before was, you know, I probably wouldn't have touched too many guys on either team except for maybe Pierre Garçon and Todd Gurley. And look what happened, right? Todd Gurley kind of went off, had over 100 yards rushing, a couple of scores, caught some balls out of the backfield. Even Sammy Watkins kind of broke out. Jared Goff seems to be having a decent year now in his second year, which is great. And Sammy Watkins kind of looked the part yesterday, so that's good. And then Pierre Garçon on the other side kind of went off also. He had seven catches, 142 yards. That's not something I expected. I thought, you know, okay, he'd get his catches, he's get, he'd get his, uh, but I didn't see this. I didn't see this at all. So if you guys started those guys, obviously if you have Todd Gurley in your lineup, I would keep him in your lineup always as an RB1, but... Um, you know, you guys are doing well if you guys got Todd Gurley starting uh, last night. And I have Pierre Garçon in my league. I didn't start him, so I don't know if I'm going to regret it, although my my wide receivers are pretty strong. But um, for you guys that did start those guys, good. Kudos to you. And also Sammy Watkins. Uh, You know, again, I thought Cooper Cup was kind of going to come out a little bit in that game. And not the case. Sammy Watkins kind of showed up. So that's good. Good for him. Let's go let's go into let's go straight into our fantasy football starts and sits. We're going to go at the quarterback position first and I'll make it quick. I'm not going to go with two quarterbacks this week. I'm just going to give you one quarterback for start, one for sit, and uh, and then I'll give you my sleepers also. So I think you guys will want to hear that. My starting quarterback this week Definitely going to go with Cam Newton versus New Orleans. Again, New Orleans defense is absolutely atrocious. So I'm definitely going to go with Cam Newton on that one uh, against New Orleans. Uh, he's got Devin Funches, like I said, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Those He's got all these weapons at his disposal. I think uh, I think he's going to he's gonna um, uh, wake up this week and, uh, and, and hope the momentum rides him for the rest of the season. My sits. I'm definitely going to sit. Marcus Mariota. If you guys have Marcus Mariota, find another quarterback. Uh, the, he is facing Seattle. Seattle's defense is still tough. It's always been tough. They they held Aaron Rodgers in week one to under 20 fantasy points. So I'm definitely going to sit Marcus Mariota against Seattle and uh, then, then worry about it after that. My, uh, my starts and sits are at the running back position. I'm looking at somewhat of a sleeper, I guess. A sleeper start is Christian McCaffrey. I know a lot of you drafted him early. 
and kind of hasn't blown up yet. Look for him this week to really do some big things against that New, uh, New Orleans defense. Uh, they don't do well uh, with running backs out of the backfield, either catching passes, uh, nor, nor are they going to do well uh, with Cam Newton throwing the ball. So I'm definitely going to start. I'm going to try to start a lot, of, a lot of Carolina Panthers just because of how bad the New Orleans defense is. So definitely start him. My sit for this week, Jordan Howard. Now, you guys know if you've been hearing that I am not a fan of Jordan Howard at all. So this may not come as a surprise, but I am sitting him, especially against a tough, badass Pittsburgh Steelers defense. This looks kind of like your Pittsburgh Steelers defense from seven, 10 years ago, seven to 10 years ago when they had uh, Paul Amalo, when they had the, the young James Harrison, when they had some studs in, uh, on that defensive line. Um, this kind of looks like that again. So I would definitely sit Jordan Howard you know, Tariq Cohen is going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get a lot of reps over there. So he's going to take a lot from Jordan Howard. Again, also, Jordan Howard at the end, he left last week's game in a sling with his shoulder. So monitor that situation either way. I mean, if he's the only guy that you have, then you got to start him. But I would look for another running back. You still got a few days. Check it out. Sit Jordan Howard for this one. Let's go into my, uh, my starting wide receiver. Who I want to start and who I want to sit there. I'm going to go with J.J. Nelson. Now, I, I picked him up in my league. Um, again, I I'm, I want to start him so badly, but I don't know who to start him over, really. So I'm, I'm still contemplating whether I'm going to start him because I've got some really strong wide receivers. But I'm looking for a big game from, from him again, especially with uh, uh, Jerome Brown out. And I think John Brown might be out also. So... Uh, Look for him and Larry Fitzgerald to get the bulk of the uh, of the targets over there against Dallas. I think Skandrick is having an issue too. He's injured as well, so uh, I'm definitely going to look for JJ Nelson to have a big a big game again. I think he's going to score some points. He's going to get a lot of targets, um, and especially I, again. I know I spoke about this last time. I'm a PPR guy. I don't play standard. I don't play auction. None of that. I play PPR, and um, look for JJ Nelson to 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 have a good game against Dallas. My sit this week, again, Sam Bradford is out again. He's still nursing that bad knee. Case Keenum is nowhere near as good, and, and it's crazy to say this, but he's nowhere near as good as a quarterback as Sam Bradford is, right? Therefore, I'm sitting Stephon Diggs. He only had two catches, I think, for 25 yards last week. So he was pretty absent in that in that passing attack. Case Keenum is not that good of a quarterback. So I'm sitting him against Tampa Bay, especially with that uh, tough defense that they have, tough cornerbacks with Brent Grimes and a couple of the other guys over there, uh, Vernon Hargraves, who, who seems to be having a better year this year as well. So I'm sitting Stephon Diggs. I'm not starting him, not touching anybody on Minnesota either. Maybe Dalvin Cook because they are going to ride him. They're going to ride him strong. So maybe uh, look at Dalvin Cook on Minnesota. My starts for, for the tight end position. A couple weeks ago, well, actually, last week, I told you to stay away from Jack Doyle, anybody in Indianapolis. Seems like he's their go-to guy, and he's got a favorable matchup this week with, uh, with Cleveland, facing the Cleveland Browns. So I'm definitely looking at Jack Doyle. Everybody who's played the Browns so far that's a tight end has completely trashed them. So I'm definitely looking at Jack Doyle to have a decent game. He's definitely going to have a decent game. So, so look at look at Jack Doyle to start. My sits. I'm I'm not gonna touch again. 
you know, this is maybe another quarterback that I wouldn't touch is Jameis Winston on that team on Tampa Bay, but I'm not touching Cam Brate. Cameron Brate is my sit for my tight ends this week against a tough Minnesota defense. I know they gave up a touchdown to Kobe Fleener beginning of the of, of the season, but uh, the rest of the season, last week they did really well against tight ends. So I, I'm definitely not looking at starting Cam Brate. I'm going to sit him, especially that OJ Howard is going to get a lot of touches over there. He seems to be getting a lot more reps as well. So I'm going to stay away from Cam Brate and I'm going to sit him as well. Now, my sleepers. Alvin Kamara, I don't know if he showed out last week too much, but I'm still considering him a good play in some of my deeper leagues, okay? But my sleepers for this week is... Like I'm gonna give you two of them, and I know you're gonna be happy about one of them uh, if you're if you're a, if you're a local sports fan. So you can kind of see where I'm going with that one. But first, Devin Funches, my sleeper. Uh, you know, maybe he's not so much of a sleeper as a uh, kind of um. Uh, he's starting to get some recognition, especially with Greg Olson out now. Uh, I, I think Cam Newton's go- Cam Newton's gonna look for him. He's going to look for him often. He's going to look for him in the red zone. He's a big target. The guy can go up and get it. Uh, I'm looking for him to get in the end zone this week. Devin Funches, definitely. And my other sleeper of the week, which I'm excited to see what he's going to do against that shitty Jets defense. I'm going to go with Jay Cutler. I'm going to go with Jay Cutler, baby, as my other sleeper this week. I'm going to be excited to see him throw the ball up to Devontae Parker, uh, who apparently is on the injury report. Uh, I don't think it's anything too crazy, but I'm definitely going to look at Jay Cutler to kind of spread the ball around again, throw it deep. Uh, This New York Jets team is just no good. They're terrible, okay? Uh, Some think that they're tanking the season, and I'm fine with that. I really could care less about the New York Jets, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm I'm looking for Jay Cutler to to have some big numbers this week. So hopefully that happens. Hopefully the Dolphins uh, take care of business and, and they kick the crap out of New York. Uh, out of the Jets. So, uh, yes, Devin Funches and Jay Cutler are my sleepers for week three of the NFL. Is this week three? This is week three. Yes, week th- week three of the NFL. I'm, I'm a little confused with the hurricane and all that stuff. Kind of threw me off a little bit, guys. So, so yeah, that's 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 it for fantasy football. I kind of, now that we're talking about the Dolphins, I want to talk about, you know, something that most of you already know about, right? The issue that happened with Lawrence Timmons. If you don't know by now, Get a, get caught up, guys. So, obviously, you know, he went AWOL on Saturday. The team reported him as missing to the police over in L.A. They found him at the airport, I guess, trying to catch a flight to Philadelphia to go see his kid. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. But there's no history of him doing this. There's no history of him acting up. He's always been kind of like that leader of the team, leader of the defense. And this is really odd. This is something really strange that's happening, right? Nobody knows what's happening. Some people are starting to say, well, it's CTE. Listen, dipshits, you can't diagnose CTE, okay, until the guy's dead, okay? So CTE right now, how are you going to say it's CTE? You don't know what's going on, okay? So let's let's hold judgment, but, uh, you know, the Dolphins did. Adam Gase went ahead and, and, and suspended him indefinitely, which is a max of four weeks for con- conduct detrimental to the team. Listen, I hope he comes back and plays. I really hope he comes back and plays because he's a great linebacker. Now, he doesn't cover too well, uh, you know, your running backs or your tight ends, but he's great against the run. He's a tough guy. He's a, he's, he's a 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a sure tackler, okay? And, and he's going to be the leader of that, that linebacker position. Now, uh, Mike Hall and, and Chase Allen kind of held their own last week, uh, you know, but sometimes they're out of position. They're young. They're not very big. And so we need a guy like Lawrence Timmons out on the field to kind of play. So let's hope that he's okay. They did make a trade this week. They traded for the uh, 2015 first-round pick for the New Orleans Saints, which is the linebacker Stephon Anthony out of Clemson. Uh, so his first year, he played really well. Second year, apparently his issue was he wasn't learning the uh, the defense well enough. He wasn't able to diagnose plays well enough. So he's having a, he was having an issue over there. They traded him for, I believe it was a fifth-round pick for next year, which... I'm okay with. I like Stefan Anthony. Maybe I'm thinking more of his uh, his Clemson days, how good he was in Clemson. But, uh, you know, whether this adds depth, whether it's to replace Timmons, which I hope it isn't. I hope this doesn't signal the uh, the end of the Lawrence Timmons era. Uh, but, um, you know, either way, I think it's a good pickup. I think it adds depth, if anything. Uh, he, may see, he may see some time this week. He may start. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's gonna if he's going to if he's going to play over Chase Allen or not, or what's gonna happen there with Mike Hall. Uh, Bray Maluga is still not ready, and I saw a picture of him the other day, and I'm sure this is going around the internet now. But if you see him, he looks absolutely. T- if he really is that fat, if it's not some sort of camera trick, or maybe the wind was blowing the t-shirt a different way, the guy looks nothing like a football player. Number one, he looks like a fat ass. He absolutely looks like a complete fat ass. He looks more like a defensive tackle than a, than, than a linebacker. So if that's the case, I don't want that guy anywhere near the field, okay? Uh, seems like it might, might have been a bust of a sign, of a signing so from the Dolphins. But, uh, I mean, if he can get back in shape and he can start playing, maybe. As of right now, I'm not counting on him. So, you know, thank, thanks for nothing, uh, Maluga. Appreciate that. So I, I'm looking for Stefan uh, Stephon Anthony to to uh, maybe get some burn this week okay guys so i i definitely want to let you guys know a little bit about timmons well, once we find out more if you guys don't hear which i'm sure it's going to come out in the news anyways uh, i'll definitely give you guys an update on that one and uh finally i want to talk to you guys about <laughs> and, and this is funny cause i'm not the biggest marlins fan i'll you know I will, I will give them credit, you know, for them playing hard and whatnot. They're the local team. I'll, you know, I, I always va- I vowed never to go to a game because I don't want to give my money to Jeffrey Loria. And I end up going to the game and spending $15 on a damn beer. But uh, the point is, point is, apparently it's not going to end with Jeffrey Loria. As my friend Brendan Tobin likes to call him, Deadbeat Jeets, Derek Jeter, is now starting a mess over here also. I mean, not starting. He's continuing the damn mess over in, in Miami. Now, apparently, so what he's saying is, if I can pull it up here, this is coming from the Miami Herald writer, sports writer, Barry Jackson, who does a great job with all of this as well. Apparently, Derek Jeter is talking about firing some of the uh, special assistants who are, some of them that are, that, that are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Andre, Joss, Andre Dawson, Tony Perez, then the manager who led them to the 2003 World Series Championship, right? Jack McKeon and Mr. Marlin, Jeff Conine. So he's saying, uh, quote unquote, according to two MLB sources, uh, here's he, here's the thing. Here's the absolute twist. Here's the absolute Bush League douchebaggery of deadbeat Jeets right here, okay? The twist is Derek Jeter 
asked the Marlins president, David Sampson, to fire those four Marlin luminaries for him because Jeter didn't want to do it. Now, how absolutely shitty is that? First of all, here's what here's the the the, the kicker, right? Here's what what kind of set set me off. Derek Jeter asked this request of David Sampson, but he already knew, he already told Sampson that he wouldn't be returning returning to the team as a president, right? So you fire the guy now, after you fire the guy, you want to go back to the guy and tell him, hey, by the way, I need you to fire four of these guys. Why? Because you don't have the balls to do it yourself, Derek Jeter? I mean, that's Bush League, if you ask me. And I'm going to go with that, that, that baseball terminology, right? Complete Bush League on the part of Derek Jeter to ask a guy. I mean, you're not even the Marlins president yet. You're not even part of the Marlins team yet, right? And you're going to ask somebody else to fire somebody for you because you're too chicken shit to do it yourself? I mean, that's just absolutely asinine. I can't... I, I lost a little bit of respect for Derek Jeter. How can you ask a guy who you already fired, okay? Who you already fired yourself to go off and fire somebody else? Now, some of the guys were talking about this earlier... How, if I'm David Sampson, and trust me, I do not like David Sampson, not even one bit. Okay, guys? Don't like him at all. But if I'm David Sampson, I'm going up to Derek Jeter and I'm saying, you know what? Go screw yourself, Derek, and you fire him yourself when you get appointed. Okay? But for the meantime, those guys are staying. I'm staying until this is all over with, this whole crap is done with. And then you can fire him. But in the meantime, don't come at me and tell me to fire someone when you already fired me. Okay? Go screw yourself. Simple as that. Now, I, I can't believe that Derek Jeter even had the nerve to go up to him and tell him. So, he did lose a little bit of my respect there. Loved him as a player, although I'm a Red Sox fan. I got to give him credit there. But if, if this is the way he's going to start his campaign as um, you know owner of the Marlins... I don't like it. I don't like it. And I know that they're 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 thinking about firing a couple more guys, and that's fine. Maybe they do have to clean house, but don't ask somebody else to do it for you. Okay? That's absolutely terrible. That's my two two cents on that matter. Uh, hopefully they get that squared away. Hopefully David Sampson does tell him, screw you, I'm not doing it. Just uh, it's just it's it's not right. It's not right that B Jeets. Get it together, buddy. All right, that's not gonna happen. That's just not gonna happen. And uh, by the way, if if David Sampson does do it, he's even more of a moron than I uh, than I thought he was. So uh, that, there's that. There's my take on, on a little Marlins baseball there for you. Okay, guys, for the locals, um, I'm gonna end by talking a little bit about the, uh, the the Miami Hurricanes. They're still not back in school. Still practicing in Orlando. Well, obviously, they're back now for the game uh, this weekend. They take on the uh, Toledo Rockets uh, this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Now, I'm going to be there. I miss my Hurricanes. I'm looking forward to the game. We're ranked 14th. So, (laughs) we just keep moving down the rankings, and we haven't played. So, if maybe if we keep not playing and everybody else loses... Are we going to keep moving down? I'd like to see that. That'd be pretty damn interesting, wouldn't it? If uh, <laughs> if they just keep moving down and they don't play. But the good thing is they are going to play this weekend. I'm excited to see it. it, it I think it's going to be a tougher game than people think it is. Toledo's 3-0 and this year. They're expected to win their division, their conference. 
I, I believe it's the MAC conference, if I'm not mistaken. But they are three and zero. They got a, a decent quarterback who can throw the ball down the field a little bit. Uh, they do average something about uh, something like 46 points a game, but they do give up some points as well, and they give up some yards. Uh, obviously, they haven't played a Miami team, Miami. Uh, a Miami Hurricanes defense. They haven't played a Miami Hurricanes offense. Um, who, who I'm, I'm thinking that Mark Rick is gonna kind of let the reins loose a little bit for Malik Rozier and for that offense. I think he needs to. It's been too long since they haven't been playing. They need to go out there and they just need to play football. I don't think you know being too vanilla or or not playing or not making the right calls is something they should worry about. I, I really think that they should just go out there, play some football, play tough. This is not. A, a cupcake team, okay? Now, I hate to say it because it is what it is. It's football. Uh, you know, college football has changed a little bit, all right? So there's no, uh, you know, don't expect to for, for Miami to go out there and beat them 60 to nothing, okay? Maybe a little bit tighter than that. I still do expect the, the Hurricanes to come out and, and kind of dominate the football game, but I, I, I can't see how Toledo's not going to score some points you know kind of maybe stay in the game a little early and then and then the hurricanes pull away i can see that i don't know what's going on with amon richards yet if he's going to play he's still a game time decision i believe with a severely pulled hamstring at least that's what coach rick is saying about him uh, it could be just kind of a front uh, i hope to see him play i really want to see him play because if that hang, hamstring con- continues to linger on for a while that uh, that doesn't bode well, especially for a guy who tries to take the, the top off a, a, a defense and uh, who's your number one receiver, period. So hopefully he can play. I'm looking for, for some big things from the Hurricanes this week, and it should be fun. Uh, again, they play Toledo at 3.30 p.m., and uh, you know hopefully we, we get to see some good football out there and, and uh, just happen to have the, the, the Hurricanes back out there playing football. Uh, also, Dol- Dolphins and Jets. On Sunday as well, 1 p.m. start in the uh, in the Meadowlands over in, in New York. I, I expect the Dolphins to kick the shit out of the Jets, and so I'll be happy about that. I'm looking for Jake Cutler to have a big game as well. The offense have a big game. Defense, you know, I, th- I think the defense can do well, okay? I think this is a chance for them to, to get some confidence. The Jets suck, okay? The Jets are terrible. So they should be able to dominate the line of scrimmage, dominate that you know that game, and come out and uh, you know take care take care of things, handle their business. Okay, so that's that. Next week, talking a little more Dolphins, talking a little more Canes. We're gonna see what's going on. We'll see if we'll bring you a, a special guest on the air. I may also go live uh, with. Uh, over at the Miami Media School, sportsovertime.com. So I will let you guys know about that. Might be able to go live on that so you guys can hear it and stream it online and also on Facebook Live. I was going to do this one on Facebook Live, but it's late. I'm tired, guys. It's been a long day and, um, you know, tried to keep this a little short. Guys, do me a favor. After you listen to this, go ahead and go subscribe on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Just search The Weekly Sports Drop. You're also going to want to go to um, uh, my Instagram. I have uh, just searched the weekly sports drop for my IG page as well. And on Twitter, you can follow me at sports drop jock, uh, sports drop jocks. I, I do sports drop jocks. <laughs> I do a lot of um, uh, tweeting on there, some pictures, some uh, some news that I do get. 
uh, ahead of time. So go ahead and follow me on there on Twitter and on Instagram. I will post m- uh, small videos during the week as well just to kind of keep you guys updated. And obviously, if you guys have any questions on fantasy football, on the NFL, on NBA, anything, please feel free to let me know. Shoot me a direct message. Shoot me any type of message on, on, on Twitter as well. And I'll be able to answer those questions. I want to give a shout out, though, to Bootleg Fantasy and also Snack Time. Uh, those guys are really good at what they do fantasy football-wise. They're smart. I do speak to them on a regular basis to try to get some information as well. So I want to give a shout out to them. Uh, Barry Jackson for that article on Derek Jeter. And, um, and also want to uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, follow me on Instagram. Search The Weekly Sports Drop on Twitter. My handle is at at Sports Drop Jocks, and please subscribe on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And on SoundCloud, just find me um, at, uh, just search for The Weekly Sports Drop. Again, this is The Weekly Sports Drop, episode 10. I am your host, Jazz Santana, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. I'm a